Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. Today, my guest is Christina Mant-Lakiani, the co-founder of Valley. This global school delivers transformational education for anyone strong enough to find their path. Christina is a successful entrepreneur, speaker, artist, and philanthropist. She also considers herself to be an everyday philosopher. Today, Christina is here to share something that can help you change your perspective and your life, the hack to happiness. To achieve true happiness, Christina knows you need to start with self-love and acceptance of yourself. Christina travels the globe educating people on how to be a happier version of their current selves. It's going to be a great conversation today. Christina, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. And yes, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So, you know, I was telling you in a pre-call, I did a little bit of uh, cyber sleuthing on you and you are extremely prolific, right? You do all these talks, you have all this, you have all this great content on your website and, you know, it just seems that you, you know, that you are doing so much good in the world. So could you please take a minute and just tell us who you are and what makes you so awesome? <laughs> Thank you. So such a uh, unexpected question, to be honest. I consider myself a writer more than anything, uh, writer, author, and uh, as you said, everyday life philosopher. And uh, it's been a long path. Uh, I started as, um, well, a government serve in government service. Then I went into business. I did marketing. I did a lot of things, but it was when I hit 40 and I guess I had a midlife crisis when I started ask, uh, asking questions and, and wondering, am I truly happy and satisfied with my life? And well, I did the only thing that a reasonable person would do. I grabbed a sledgehammer and destroyed everything I had built until 40 and decided to rediscover myself. And that's how I ended up um, becoming an author and a writer. I'm still an entrepreneur. I still do a lot of things I used to do before. So it's not like completely a heel turn. But I can't really answer the question, what makes me awesome? Uh, but um, I believe that self-acceptance is the thing that makes you feel awesome about yourself. It's not really about how the world feels about you. It's how you feel about yourself. And yeah, it's been my path and uh, it's been a, a long path actually, uh, and uh, not a very smooth one to finally come to peace with what I was with all my dents and scratches, dragons, flaws and imperfections. So that's a short answer. I do not know how long you want the answer. No, no, that's great. So, you know, I think what's really interesting about your trajectory is that hmm. you are embracing the bumps in the road. You are embracing the 
imperfections. You're embracing, you know, like these things that actually, it just really humanizes us now. It, you know, it just mm. really makes it so, yes, you know, like I've done all these great things, been relatively successful, things like that. But then it's like, well, yeah, I've had sucky things happen in my life too. Right. And, you know, you got to get over them and you got to, you know, and you got to figure out. And I, and, you know, and I have to imagine, you know, there, you know, at some point there's a fair bit of imposter syndrome going on or mm. there's, you know, where you're looking at yourself and it's like, wait a second, why am I being showered with all this praise when like, I don't feel it myself. Right. Mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. Well, it's like, who am I to educate all these other people? <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's an interesting question. I don't, think that I had a very classical imposter syndrome more. Well, actually, it is an imposter syndrome. I have shared stage with some of the best speakers in the world because I'm the co-founder of one of the leading educating platforms in personal growth and transformation. So obviously, we've had some of the best speakers on stage and I had to share that stage with them. And I know that when I was starting as an author, I did have the feeling, uh, who am I to go on stage? So it is, uh, in a way, an imposter syndrome, uh, although uh, I, I do think that it had some nuances which were typical to me. Um, and uh, since I have been in industry for such a long time, then obviously I know what it means to be a great speaker. And I know the tips and the tricks and I've learned from some of the best in the industry. But I'm also a very obstinate person. <laughs> and I really love to be myself. And I'm very, very bad with pretending. So I call myself pathologically honest. And that has been, I guess, the biggest struggle to, to not just uh, answer the question, who am I to be here on stage? Who am I to teach people? But to actually find the courage to do it the way I feel is the right thing to do and not to go copying um, other people out there. And as I said, I've learned from some of the best speakers, but I also think that world doesn't need another replica of those good, great authors that are out there. So my best value is actually in being myself and giving something which, uh, well, which I have learned in my experience or which I have come, come to by doing my research, my studies, my, my work. And that was the harder part because I know, as I said, I, I've taken classes of, for example, public speaking, but when I go on stage, while I know the rules, I still choose quite consciously choose to be obstinate and break them. So depending on the message, sometimes people don't understand how, how can I do that? But the truth is that I think there is something which we are sometimes forgetting about ourselves. Uh, our truest value is in our unique experience. And I think that it is, um, it's, it is not your perfection that a world needs. If everyone was perfect, it would be such a dreary world to live in. It is exactly your journey with your bumps, as you said, you know, with your falls, with your lessons, with you learning how to get over that, that makes you valuable. And that means also finding courage to be yourself. You know, what's interesting about this is that, you know, like, like you said, getting on the stage with all of these world-class speakers and authors and all that, you know, it, it can be intimidating, right? And one of the things I found, especially like through this podcast, I also had that, you know, that fear, like, oh my God, like, why is this <laughs> millionaire talking to me? Or why is this CEO of this, uh, you know, hundred million dollar company? Why are they talking to me? Right. And you, it, you know, at some point you're just like, you know, something, their blood is just as red as mine. Mm. You know, they, you, uh, you know, they probably have the same struggles and, you know, like when you're looking at their success, you're, you know, you don't necessarily see, you know, the 20 years they put in in order to be there. Right. Mm -hmm. 
happens is, you know, it's, it's not really a front, but it is also a conscious choice, you know, to get up on stage and present this best version, this best iconic, you know, version of yourself and not be this, well, I'm just going to go back to my cave right now, you know? <laughs> and, and I think what happens is that, you know, like when you realize that, that, you know, Gary V at one point, for example, had one follower. There was one point that where you only had one follower, right? And yeah. everyone starts at that point, right? Everybody. You know, so, I'm not... I, I'm not particularly starstruck by people because I've seen quite a lot of good, great speakers. I guess the question is more, do I have the value to give? And you just mentioned this question, who am I to, to interview someone like that? And I think this has been one lesson that I've learned. You can never doubt yourself, especially when you have to perform. You can doubt yourself in private, but when you go out, like in my case, when I go out on stage, the moment I allow the doubt to come in, I usually don't perform as well so i'm very conscious to push that thought away for that moment because it is literally our opinion about ourselves is like you know it's like a veil whatever you think of you that's how the world is going to perceive you and we don't often understand that so it is incredibly important to actually uh believe in yourself first and like you're you're behind that curtain you're ready yeah. to go out and then that self-doubt starts uh, drilling into your head what do you do <laughs> I actually just go through that as it uh, as as it happens, and uh, we just had a huge event here in Estonia. Three weeks, I spoke a few times, and the first time I was going on stage, I had the doubt. I had the doubt because I was presenting completely new information, completely new theory, and um, and I haven't run it by anyone. But I like to take risks occasionally because, again, I don't believe in rehearsed and polished life. I think uh, life is juicy if it happens the way it is. And of course, when I got the feedback, I some people did catch that I wasn't sure. You know, everything doesn't have to be perfect. You still learn. I mean, if you have the consciousness, the curiosity, the kindness towards yourself, it's okay to take a risk. My life is not going to end because of one bad performance. But it did re... re um, uh, God, I, sometimes I'm so <laughs> struggling for words. It reinforced the idea. Yes, it reinforced the idea that you do really need to believe in yourself. Believe. And, and sometimes if it means that you have to run your content by someone before going on stage and making sure that it does make sense so that you at least have this confidence, then do it. In my case, I didn't do that. Uh, I don't mind. <laughs> I really don't mind. The next speech actually was spectacular, but I be believed in myself much more because I knew that the content that I was going with, I knew is going to to be strong. And it's really interesting. As I said, I don't I don't get starstruck. And I've been sitting, I've been in an industry of personal growth and transformation also for about 20 years. And I've been sitting at the back of the room. I like to watch everything at the back of the room for 20 years, watching almost any big speaker you can imagine in personal growth transformation on stage. And I've learned, so I know exactly what's happening. My brain works very funny. When I see someone, I, I see it um, clinically, you know, anatomically. I see it split into pieces to so understand what's happening. Where I find my strength is my message. As I said, I don't like the the pattern to follow the pattern. There is such such thing as old school teacher because in the end of the 20th century there were very strict rules about how you could perform on stage, and it's so obvious. But if you are an author and a teacher, your role is not just to entertain. Entertainment is cool. 
and you can't perform well and people will be listening and hear a lot of funny stories and they say they, they've been entertained. I don't care about that. My main goal is to actually help people to accept themselves and to learn to love themselves before they're perfect. And this is the most important thing. And if I don't entertain them, who cares? But I can almost guarantee that you will shed a tear when you listen to me and come out with your world shattered. And that is what I focus on, that I say something that a person needs to hear. So if somebody speaks on stage and they hear and they sound polished and they sound like they've been doing it for 20 years, I'm fine with that. That's not my value. My value is somewhere else. I focus on where my value is, not in comparing myself to other people. Tell me a little bit about how that works, about how, you know, like you can, you know, like hack, hack this presence in order, you know, in order to make yourself almost appear, you know, like larger than life. Because I think sometimes people try to, you know, they tend to idolize. It's like, oh, this person's on stage. They have a platform. This microphone, mm-hmm. you know, through the podcast, you know, gives <laughs> me a platform. Right. And what happens is that, you know, it's. I would say it's partially intoxicating, right? And partially yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's like, oh, wow, this is really cool. I can really do this, right? And the fact of the matter is anyone can do this, right? Anyone can mm-hmm. get a microphone, get up there, start their own podcast, and, mm-hmm. you know, it can happen, right? How does that look in your world? Oh, when you're helping people get to this, you know, like this next stage of, you know, like get, getting past, you know, whatever fears they have of public speaking, or of self-doubt, or of career changes, mm-hmm. things like that. How do you mm-hmm. help them hack their way, you know, towards that happiness? It's, uh, you know, it's not a simple question to answer in in two sentences, because it has so many different aspects. There is the element of, uh, of believing in yourself, or in finding your value. And there's also the element uh, you, you ask how to be happy about that. And it's, it is a process, of course. But I guess what is important is that we go beyond the surface. That's why I say, I say that I'm not easily starstruck. A lot of people who have achieved success, they're still human, very human, almost everybody. And I know almost every single personal growth teacher who's a best-selling author or like a, a, a famous TED speaker, every single one of them is a human being, like really simple human being, not simple, but I mean, like everybody else, we are, we are humans. And it is incredibly important to see beyond that halo of success, halo of authority, halo of certain titles and see the essence. And that is something which we haven't been taught in contemporary society. We very often get distracted by halo. So very often someone with a huge following can say a very basic thing, you know, a pop culture of personal growth. And everybody is applauding because they have a huge following and it sounds the halo actually amplifies this message. Whereas somebody with a smaller following may be saying very profound things, saying them very right and they don't get the same applause. It's because we as a society, we're very used to looking at the superficial. We get starstruck and we stop seeing the reason. So I think my trick is to always focus on the essence of things and not care about the the facade. We all love facades. We all put on beautiful facades. And if you start seeing the essence of things, you start seeing the world differently. You start, if you find someone who is incredibly accomplished, you will be able to connect with them because you see a human in them and because you're genuinely interested in them and not because you're seeing their halo and you are in awe and you want to say something so memorable that they will, you know, be <laughs> shattered and remember you forever. That's not how it works. And the same way you start treating yourself. 
you remember that what it's it's literally the only thing you can do is focus on what makes you unique what is your value and don't compare it to anyone else just believe in your value that's the literally the only way to to grow that self-confidence that you uh, you have the place on the stage in front of the microphone in the boardroom wherever it is you know what's interesting in my trajectory i mean i must have reinvented myself maybe like oof, at least five times already in my career right and each time it was exhausting it was also invigorating but it you know it also you know prompted this sort of self you know sort of self-discovery of mm. you know what I am capable of, right? I tell this story a lot. I was the kid that stuttered in high school. Like what business do I have being in front of a microphone? Uh, you know, and there are things like that, that, you know, carry over from one life to the next. And what happens is that when you decide, when you make that decision and you make that affirmation, you make that, okay, this is how it's going to be. This is how I'm going to live my life. What happens is that people have no choice but to accept it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like once you get out there and show them like, this is what I'm going to do and the hell with everyone else, right? Uh, what happens is that it really helps in terms of, in terms of getting that word out, right? Or, or, or of reinventing, you, you know, like a new persona, like, um, you mm -hmm. know, uh, whether you get divorced, right? You know, I tell people this all the time, you know, like you get divorced. I mean, this is your chance to reinvent yourself. Not mm -hmm. everyone gets this, right? Mm -hmm. Not one gets this uh gets this opportunity and you have it and you know mm -hmm. like what do you do with that when you see people in that stage when they're right at the cusp of mm -hmm. being able to make that transformation like what do you think you know the main thing they need to hear in order to make that jump over to the other side and mm -hmm. you know to be successful with their transformation how do you help people through that Oh God. Uh, well, if uh, I only help people, if they actually ask for help, <laughs> I don't believe in, uh, in fixing people. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't believe, uh, in fixing because I think fixing implies that you're broken and most of us are not broken. A lot of us may be wounded and healing is a different process. I also don't think that, uh, falling down necessarily makes you, mm, it gives you a chance, but it's not necessarily making you better. There is this uh, interesting myth that whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It's a myth because that's not quite true. What I, I think is important is that everyone gets experiences in life. We get all sorts of experiences. Experiences in themselves, they are a huge chance for you to change. How are you going to change? Are you going to get out of this experience stronger, better? Are you going to come out of this experience weaker, more broken, or let's say uh, with thicker skin, less interested, less passionate? It depends on your framework. And it's interesting, as you were saying, you know, you, you were stuttering and, uh, well, English is my third language and I was born in Soviet Union. I was a teenager when Soviet Union collapsed. So we all have our stories. We all have experiences. And the question is not about the experiences. The question is about your framework, your mindset. How do you see this world? We, like everybody gets to fall down. Everybody gets to fall down. Those who don't fall down, they don't do anything. They're probably just lazy at home and well, static. So everybody gets to fall down. It's not about falling down. That's natural thing. It's about getting up 
And that's a very interesting thing because we we often talk about the bounce back. We don't talk about what happens when you are uh, down on the ground, when you're getting this painful experience, when you are being in the process of divorce, right? Before you say, oh, that's my chance to rediscover myself. Or let's say if you're going through bankruptcy or your partner had broken up with you in business or you lost your job, we always jump over that as a society. And we don't have a discussion about how do you go through this painful thing as if the pain in itself is a guarantee that you're going to be better on the other side. No, it's not a guarantee. So I guess what people need to hear is that um, experiences are okay. It's about what you do with those experiences. And by experiences, I mean falling right now or failing or going through a hard time. We all have that. The question is, what do you do with that? And for that, you need uh, you you really need the the framework, you know, what you believe in, and you need the support system. Who are the people around you to to hold your your hand or to hold your to to hold your back while you're you're on the ground before you get up? Because you know, gravity works one way. To get up, you need to actually put some effort. Exactly, exactly. You, you know, you can't make it happen. You know, like in the other direction, you really do have to apply yourself, and you do have to make that effort. You know, at least to show that you're interested. You know, show that you're interested. And like you said, you know, like like you're not just going to go randomly go and fix somebody who, you know, who needs to be fixed, right? They, they need to want it, and if they don't want it, then you know, great, call me when you want it, right? Because I'm not going to really do anything for you you know, you know, impulsively, uh, what I am going to do is if you're open to the experience, I can direct you to this book or this YouTube video or this course, you know, and really help mm-hmm. and really help you see through it. But, you know, you have to be open to the experience. If you're not, then mm-hmm. all right, call me when you are. Right. <laughs> or, and, you know, I've seen that so many times already, you know, like in my past relationships where mm. it's just uh, you, you know, like you think that you know more than the other person, you think that you may have something to offer, but if they're not receptive to it, that's a red flag, right? That is a huge red flag, right? And and who says that you know what's best for them? That's that's a very I know I know it's a philosophical question. Sorry, I I am that arrogant to think that I know what's best for that person. We it's it's not we all are i mean i I also like to give advice unsolicited and then ask for but uh, i i think it's just human thing uh, i'm i'm talking a little bit philosophically about that of course i have children and sometimes i do think that i know better for what's what's good for the children but you see on the other hand as i said i grew up in the soviet union and a lot of the times it is the strict religious dogma it's the tyrannical uh, you know government and the state or the tyrant as a as a uh, president, you know, who tells you, uh, I know what's best for you. I've heard that all my childhood. We know what's best for you. Who's there to say? And the thing is that sometimes the experience is what the person quest- uh, needs. So I would actually frame it even, even a little bit further than not just when you're ready, I'm here to help you. But I'm here even if you're not ready. I'm here even if you're making a mistake. I'm here even if you are completely wrong. I'm still here for you and I'll take you back. That's the true help and uh, support that people sometimes need. Not someone to come and tell them, I know what's right for you, but to tell them, even if you make a mistake, I'm still here for you. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, I think a lot of people need to hear that, right? My greatest wish is that, you know, like uh, someone listening to this conversation 
you know, even if it's just one person goes and takes away, like, okay, great. You know, this is the, this is what I needed, needed to hear today. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> uh, Christina, can you please let everyone know where they can find you online and how they can reach out to you directly if they'd like to learn mm-hmm. more? So as a co-founder of Mind Valley, I would say you will always always find me on Mind Valley, but I do have my own my own presence online. It's Christinaman.com and I'm um, I have just finished my book. It's go- going to be launched next year. So that's that, that that's probably my my preferred way of you getting to know me because I think I've put a lot of heart into it. And uh, I'm also on Instagram, Christina Mand. That's where I'm directly personally present most frequently. Amazing stuff. To Christina, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a lot of fun. And, you know, I love talking about this stuff. I love being able to, you, you know, talk to people about, you know, the things that they need to hear, how they need to do it, you know, and just sort of, you know, think of new ways of how they can achieve, you know, what it is they set out to do. So I really appreciate everything that you do. You know, I'm just very honored that you were here to speak with me today. So thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.